On today's show, Jabari Smith Jr. versus Paolo Bancaro, the Houston Rockets' first summer league game. Why we're not going to overreact to what happened in this game, Jabari Smith Jr.'s offensive involvement. We'll also talk about Tari Eason, the energy that he brought to this team. Ty Ty Washington, who absolutely balled out. Josh Christopher being a bucket. All of that and more coming up right here at Locked on Rockets. This is Mission Control, Houston. Ignition sequence start. The Houston Rockets select Jalen Green and Jabari Smith Jr. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. Every time I step on that floor, I'm coming. You're getting somebody who's going to come in with a chip on their shoulder, somebody who's going to come, come in and compete from day one. Six, five, four, three, two, one. What's up and welcome to another edition of Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and also credentialed media member. I'm also the host of Locked on NBA Mondays, host of the State of the Rockets podcast, as well as the founder of ClutchCityControlRoom.com. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin and the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets. As always, we appreciate you for making Locked on Rockets your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. We're also on YouTube, where the comments help a ton. Go to YouTube, search Locked on Rockets, like, comment, subscribe for the house, for the team, for the algorithm. A road version of Locked on Rockets, as I am still here inside the Thomas and Mack Center a little bit after the Pistons Trailblazers game has concluded, and we are going to talk Rockets magic. We're going to talk first summer league game for this Houston Rockets team. Jabari Smith Jr. versus Paolo Bancaro. We'll talk about Josh Christopher looking like a man amongst boys out there on the floor. Tari Eason, the insane energy they provided. Ty Ty Washington and some really superb point guard flashes. Struggles from Dacian Nix. Why we're not going to overreact to Jabari's offensive involvement. All of this. We're going to get to all these different things. Let's start with Let's start first with Jabari Smith versus Paolo Bancaro. That's what this entire matchup was billed as. That's exactly kind of what we went into this night expecting. And I didn't come into this expecting like Jabari to come out and, and you know, drop like 25 on Paolo. I wasn't expecting it to be like a legitimate head-to-head matchup. Now, I will say that I think that on the surface, you know, my, my main message is don't panic, don't overreact to one summer league game. Paolo Bancaro balled out. Paolo Bancaro had an insane game. Uh, Rockets lost to the Orlando Magic. I buried the lead there. 91-77. Paolo Bancaro in this game, 17 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, had a steal. 5 of 12 shooting from the floor, 2 of 3 from long distance, 5 of 5 at the free throw line. Paolo Bancaro did everything we thought he was going to be able to do on a basketball floor. He created opportunities for his teammates. His floor vision was spectacular, and he got buckets. He got to the free throw line, and he had one pretty filthy step back that was really well contested by Jabari Smith, and he still drilled it. So Paolo Bancaro did exactly what we thought he would be able to do on a basketball floor. On the flip side, Jabari Smith Jr. looked like he you know, struggled a little bit out there, finished the game, just 10 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, did have a steal, 4 of 10 shooting from the floor, 1 of 4 from long range, 1 of 2 from the charity stripe, and yet I still come away from this game feeling pretty confident moving forward about him, and a big reason for that is because you know, there were so many opportunities out there where Jabari was wide open and just didn't get the basketball. And that is kind of the unfortunate story that is going to be buried from this game when you just look 
at the stats and you just look at Paolo Bancaro with 17, 4, and 6, and you just look at Jabari Smith with 10, 7, and 3, it doesn't tell the full story. The full story is that this Rocket Summer League game, you know, the playmaking by the guards was suboptimal, to say the least, minus Ty Ty Washington, who I think had an incredible game. We'll talk about him in a, in a moment here. But the Rockets weren't doing their best to put Jabari in areas where he could be successful. And summer league head coach Rick Higgins addressed that at the end. He said, there's definitely ways that we can get him in spots to be more successful, to put him in spots on the floor where he can thrive places that he wants to be on the floor. We did see small flashes of that towards the end of the game where we saw Jabari kind of get the ball in the elbow area and he got it in the elbow immediately turned and just elevated right over his defender and drained uh, an elbow jumper, which was so pure, so good looking. And then he did the same thing a few possessions later where it looked like they ran a specific set to get him on the opposite elbow. And then he turned and he had a rip through move on Paolo Bancaro. So getting him in those triple threat spots where he can then attack and not have to create all the way from out of the three point line, put the ball on the floor and try and get past his defender that way is going to be really important for him to have success but we go back to the guard play right there were so many opportunities where Tari or well I apologize uh where Jabari Smith Jr. was wide open on the perimeter and either you know didn't get seen didn't get the ball swung to him you know somebody drove in and rather than kicking it out to the next person just tried to drive in and finish through contact all these things kind of happen throughout this game culprits you know Tari Eason had a good game but tunnel vision at times Josh Christopher had a good game but tunnel visioned a bit you know, a lot of opportunities like that, a bunch of the bench guys, you know, going out there and, uh, you know, not necessarily playing the best, you know, all around game. And I do want to say that that's why I'm not discouraged by this game, because Jabari playing alongside dynamic creators like KPJ and Jalen Green, he's going to get a ton of opportunities playing off of guys like that. And this is also going to be an adjustment, right? This was the first game with this group of guys, and they're going to look at film. They're going to go through this in practice. And when we come to the second summer league game Saturday night against the Thunder, I feel like we're going to see a very different team offensively where they're going to see the areas where they could have capitalized, see the areas where they could have gotten the ball to Jabari Smith for some wide open three pointers. Because at the end of the day, there were, I believe, four players on the Rockets roster who shot as many threes as Jabari Smith or more threes. That would that would be Josh Christopher, who shot four threes, one for four. Uh, Holman, who shot four threes, just two for four. And where are we at? Oh, I apologize. And then Tari Eason, uh, who shot nine threes and was two of nine from long range. That just like that can't happen. Like Tari Eason, I love the aggressiveness. And we're going to talk about him in segment two here in just a moment. But those numbers need to be flipped, right? Jabari Smith should have had nine three point attempts, not Tari Eason. Apart from that, though, I think Jabari had a, a relatively solid game. And we did see some flashes of things that we weren't kind of expecting out of him, right? We saw him put the ball on the floor a couple times and drive it in and finish at the rim, which apparently, like, supposedly he's incapable of doing at all ever. So seeing that was nice, seeing him, you know, he had one where he drove it in on Paolo Bancaro, elevated, switched to his left hand, and then finished right there at the rim. He had another where he was baseline, had a mismatch, spun out of the mismatch, and then went and finished right at the rim. He had another where Paolo Bancaro did recover and get the block, but he still beat Paolo Bancaro off the dribble and got all the way to the rim. 
So I think that these are, you know, encouraging signs. And I think one of the other encouraging signs is the fact that he had assists. He was he was facilitating and moving the ball, making the next right read, the next right pass to guys on the floor. The, my favorite one is probably just there. He had a possession where he was clapping for the ball in the perimeter, called for the ball, got it, started to drive in going from the right wing towards the center of the floor, towards the paint with his left hand and then. Brought, sucked in the defense just enough to where he then kicked it out to Josh Christopher for a wide-open three-pointer, and Josh nailed it. It was his only three-pointer of the game. So seeing these little flashes of things that we weren't really expecting out of Jabari Smith Jr., and the fact that he didn't have teammates who were putting him in position and, and helping him do the things that we know he's going to be able to do, like catch-and-shoot three-pointers and play stellar defense, which he did defensively. He was, I think, did a very, very solid job. Even though Paolo Bencaro's numbers look really good on the surface, he he was just 5 of 12 shooting from the floor. And and the tandem of uh, Bari and Tari made life very difficult for Bancaro with a lot of the attempts that he took inside the three-point line. So I do think there was some effectiveness there. If you look at his, his total shot chart, right, Paolo was just 3 of 9 inside the three-point line, right? That's 33%. That's not you know, insanely good. So the Rockets did a relatively decent job containing him, making life difficult for him. And you could see a lot of like Jabari Smith Jr.'s length was bothering everybody that he was on out there. So having that said, you know, defensively, solid game, very vocal leader. He was communicating well on the defensive end, constantly calling things out. I could right here from where I'm sitting, I could hear him calling things out defensively. So that's an encouraging sign. And again, offensively, he didn't exactly get to play the game that he is going to play when you have the entire Houston Rockets roster around him because the creators for this Rocket Summer League game were a little bit lacking, and we're going to talk about some of those issues here in just a moment. Um, but overall, I'm, in, I'm actually relatively encouraged by Jabari Smith's game, and I do think we're going to see some adjustments in Saturday night's game against the Thunder to get him in the spots where he can be more success, uh, successful. So that's what I'm looking forward to moving forward from this team. Coming up, I do want to talk about Tari Eason and Ty Ty Washington, the other two rookies for this Houston Rockets team. We're going to get there after a quick message from our friends over at Truebill. Because look, do you know why? free trials renew without your consent. It's a business scam that's out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your hard-earned money. Download Truebill to finally take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. Look, I'm, that happens to me sometimes, right? Because companies make subscriptions so hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap, one click, one button press. It is that easy. Go right now. So again, don't, don't fall for any more subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. You could save thousands a year. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Let's talk a little bit about Tari Eason and Ty Ty Washington. We'll start with Tari Eason. Actually, I'm going to throw in one more point here about Jabari Smith Jr. The Rockets did have like plays drawn up to try and get Jabari the ball. They were running some double drag action. They were running some pin downs to get him open. And credit to the Orlando Magic defense, they did a really good job of flattening out the Rockets offense, which made things made things entirely too difficult for the Rockets to get Jabari the ball in places where he could be successful. So again, hopefully we see the adjustments Saturday night to actually get him in spots where he can truly shine. So with that, let's talk a little bit Tari Eason, who started the game in the most insane way. Rockets win the, the, the jump ball, and Jabari Smith Jr. jumping center court buried the lead on this one too. Sorry, I'm all out of, I'm all out of whack 
recording, not in my usual element on the road, still in the media seating. This is kind of a trip. Um, I've always wanted to do this at Toyota Center and just never got a chance to. So we'll see how that works next season. But anyways, uh, no Usman Garuba tonight in this game. Sorry for bearing the lead on that one. Uh, he is hopeful to play Saturday against the Thunder. So hopefully we get to see Usman Garuba and, and see Uzi out there. But no Usman Garuba tonight, which also probably messed with the Rockets depth chart a little bit. Anthony Lamb starting in the starting lineup. I would imagine Usman Garuba would have probably started in front of Anthony Lamb to go along with the other Rocket starters that actually did play this game, Dacian Nix, Josh Christopher, Tari Eason, and Jabari Smith, obviously. But uh, Jabari Smith wins the tip, right? Wins the tip, and then Tari gets the ball on, like they, they run a little, you know, a little pick-and-roll action on the right wing. Tari gets the ball on a slip towards the rim and just goes absolutely ham and elevates and absolutely posters somebody on the very first play of the game. That was, you know, an insane way to start this game out. Um, Tari did mention post-game that Jabari had been kind of teasing him a little bit about, you know, hey, bro, are you going to go in there and you're going to dunk on somebody? And Tari is somebody who clearly likes... Tari's going to be in a dunk contest one day, absolutely. He did, he was doing 360s and, you know, all kinds of, you know, windmills and stuff pre-game. He, he had some insane dunks while they were in their the Rockets' layup lines. As far as his presence in the actual game, though, insane amounts of energy. Rick Higgins said after the game that Tari was so in it, like he, he provided so much energy throughout the game that he had no energy left at the end of the game. He basically burnt himself out over the course of the game. And that's going to be something that has to monitor, right? So, you know, understanding how to not go all out and tax yourself too much. But Tari had a really impressive game. When you look at his, his finished stat line, 14 points. 13 rebounds, a total beast on the glass. The offensive efficiency needs to be better, though. Just 6 of 17 shooting from the floor, 2 of 9 from the three-point line. Love the aggressiveness, do not love the efficiency. It was bad. Again, those a majority of those three-point attempts probably should have been conveyed to Jabari Smith. And even then, there were some times where, you know, Tari was able to drive in and, you know, kind of tunnel vision a little bit, probably should have passed the ball back out or maybe not been the person to try to drive it into the teeth of the defense without a plan to create for somebody else on the floor. But other than that, he he brought what he wanted to do, right? He played very solid defense, the possessions where he checked Paolo Bencaro. He did a great job making life difficult for him with his length, using his physicality against him. Forced, there were a couple possessions where he forced Paolo Bencaro into some difficult shots. So I absolutely loved what I saw out of him defensively in this one. And again, offensively, I think he he played as expected. Um, I didn't expect him to be as aggressive with the three ball the way that he was. And I kind of wish that the mentality had been flipped there between him and him and Jabari, but all said, I think a very solid game overall, solid first outing for Tari Eason brought a ton of energy. And that's exactly the type of role that he's going to fill for this Houston Rockets team. Uh, you know, an energy wing presence off the bench to, bench to come in and muck things up defensively and, and get some easy transition buckets, get some easy drives and hopefully hit some easy wide open threes offensively. The other Rockets rookie who I might have to honestly say save the best for last, at least as far as just this one game in a vacuum is concerned, I think Ty Ty Washington impressed me the most in this game. His finished stat line was seven points, four rebounds, three assists, one block, two of six shooting from the floor, one of three from three, and two of two from the free throw line. The stats don't like jump out at you crazy or anything, but I will say that he, he, the way that he plays 
you can tell he is going to be good. Like, and first off, he has some insane CP3 isms to his game, which I think is just hilarious. I comped him a little bit to CP3 when we were first looking at him during our draft profile series and all that. After you know, looking at an abundance of film on him, he's got again the the kind of cleverness, the the ability, the the shiftiness right in his game, and. It, that was so evident in this one play where the Rockets' defensive, you know, defense had gotten broken down. Somebody kicked it out to the top of the key, and I forget, I'm not, I'm, I can't remember which Orlando Magic player it was, but somebody drove into the paint, and Ty Ty Washington was the only player in the paint. He stood there like he was going to try and take a charge. He basically baited the charge call, and then at the very last second, he sh- like slid out of the way. And it forced the like the player was expecting the contact. And so the magic player who went up to elevate and try and finish above Tari and draw the foul, or I apologize, above Tai Tai to try and draw the foul, like had no contact. And he, he whiffed he he whiffed the layup. And they got the Rockets got the rebound off that play. That to me was like so reminiscent of the little things that CP3 would do to like win games, those little CP3 isms. And then you know, just throughout the game, he had some shiftiness in his game when he ca- when he caught the ball. The thing that really stood out to me, though, was his shot creation ability. He had, a, you know, he had a nice floater. He had a three, got to the free throw line, hit a couple free throws. Those were his buckets, right? He could have easily had probably three or four more assists than he actually did based on the the shots that he did create he had so many he had a couple different possessions where he drove the ball in and would like spin in the middle of the paint with guys all around him spin plant his feet and then as the defense was getting sucked in kick it out to the open man in the corner and the Rockets just weren't connecting on a few of those attempts that he did create but seeing that level of a dribble penetration and collapsing the defense and then b being able to collapse the defense and make the right read and get it out to the next man that's absolutely absurd. So I really do love like what we saw out of Ty Ty Washington. I think that he absolutely killed it in this game. And and as far as the Rockets three rookies, I think they probably impressed or I think he probably impressed me the absolute most out of the three guys uh, that played in, in this game overall. And maybe that's maybe it's a bit of an overreaction on my behalf. I just really like what we saw out of him specifically in this game. And what I don't want to do is I don't want that to overshadow Dacian Nix and what we have seen out of him what I would like to do is I want to talk about why we shouldn't overreact to Dacian Nix and his game you know the game that he played in this one some of the the struggles that Dacian Nix kind of faced in this game we're going to talk about that in just a quick moment after a message from our friends over at bet online because look, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball, UFC, MMA, boxing, golf, you name it. They've got it over at BetOnline. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events. Again, they've got everything you could possibly imagine over at BetOnline. So go check out all the odds available to you. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action available to you. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Let's talk a little Dacian Nicks and Josh Christopher here in the final segment. And as far as how these two guys, and also Trevor Hudgens, I do apologize. We're going to talk Trevor Hudgens as well. As far as Dacian Nix goes, he he struggled in this game. It was not a good game from Dacian Nix. Just four points, one of four shooting, missed both of his three-point attempts, just two of seven from the free throw line. That is that is bad. Those are those are Christian Wood free throw numbers. Um, And 
Christian was not on the Rockets anymore. I can throw a little bit of shade if I want to. Actually, I threw shade while he was on the Rockets. Anyways, so, you know, the rest of his stats, three rebounds, four assists, didn't ever really feel like he was in control of the Rockets offense. Honestly, I would have really loved to see him really setting up Jabari for success, being kind of that true point guard on the floor, that floor general kind of feel. Never really saw that out of him in this game, just kind of struggled all around, I think. But I don't want to overreact to it, right? It is one game. It is summer league. So you take it with a grain of salt, right? The one thing I don't want to come of this game is I don't want people to say, to come out of this game and immediately be like, Ty Ty Washington should be starting over Dacian Nix. No, that that to me isn't the immediate answer that absolves everything, right? This could very simply just be, oh, hey, Dacian Nix had a bad game and Ty Ty Washington had a good game. That's it, right? The very next game, Saturday night against the Thunder, the numbers could be completely flipped, right? Maybe Dacian Nix has a really good game and Ty Ty Washington struggles. It's basketball. Sometimes you have a bad game. Dacian Nix has shown a lot in his time with the Vipers, in his time with the Rockets, right? They know that there's potential there. They're not going to give up on him after one game. You shouldn't either. I'm not planning to, right? It was one bad game. I do think that he needs to be better offensively about his with his decision-making and his ability to, to drive and to collapse the defense. That was the thing that really stood out this game is the Magic defense didn't really collapse as often on Dacian as they did on Ty Ty. I think Ty Ty did a better job of putting the defense in a position where they had to collapse on him to close off driving lanes to prevent him from getting easy buckets right at the rim, whereas Dacian never quite put that level of pressure on the Magic defense. So that's what I want to see out of him Saturday night against the Thunder. I want to see him really you know, use his ability to drive and his threat to score to create opportunities for his teammates. And hopefully, again, hopefully the Rockets are going to be able to run some actual actions or run some different actions to try and get Jabari in some areas where he can just catch, you know, off the catch, boom, go up, elevate, and, and, and you know, go straight into straight into a shooting motion and get some easy opportunities that way. So don't overreact to Dacian Nix. He had a bad game. He has shown so much potential before. He deserves a vote of confidence for now, right? Let him see, let's see what happens Saturday night against the Thunder. Josh Christopher, just a straight-up bucket. <laughs> 22 points, led the way for the Rockets. I, I am terrified to think of what this team would have looked like without Josh Christopher out there. But at the same time, I think it was a bit of a safety net, right? The, the Rockets, you know, the Rockets know what they have with Josh Christopher. And for him to be out there, you know, kind of just ISOing, going one-on-one at times, just doing his own thing, Like, we know what he provides, and it was great to see him out there just getting buckets, but at the same time, I do think that, you know, at times he was tunnel vision, right? He was just focused on, you know, finishing at the rim or getting into his, you know, pulling up into his shooting motion, that kind of thing. He finished the game 22 points, 7 of 18 from the floor, just 1 of 4 from 3. He had 1 rebound and 1 assist. He did have 7 free throw, or 7 points at the free throw line, 7 of 8 free throw shooting. I do think that I would have liked to see Josh focus a little bit more on being a playmaker in this game rather than being a scorer because we know that he can score the ball, right? We know that he can, you know, take the rock and go, you know, boom, boom, get his elevate, drive to the rim, finish, whatever. He tried to end some man's career early in this game, which was hilarious. This is summer league and he's trying to stop somebody's career before it even really starts in the NBA. And, I, I, again, we've seen Josh when he is creating for others. He has the ability, right? He's not necessarily a true point guard. His natural position is as a two guard. So, but you know, he's a combo guard, right? And I think that with this group of guys kind of being that, you know, that veteran on the roster, having played in the NBA, all that stuff, 
I, I would have liked to see him take maybe a different mentality, a different approach, a different role with this group of guys and focus a bit more on creating for his teammates, creating for Jabari, creating for, you know, even in the times where they were sharing the floor together, creating for Ty Ty Washington so that maybe Ty Ty could have some opportunities to score the basketball off the catch, things like that. So overall, impressive game. It was cool to see Josh Christopher get buckets. I wish they would have utilized him differently or I wish maybe the mentality, the approach would have been a little bit different to this game. But, you know, maybe it changes going into Saturday. Maybe that's one of the things that the coaching staff highlights is, hey, Josh, like we know you can get buckets. Let's focus on you helping get some other people some buckets. Speaking of getting buckets, let's talk a little bit about Trevor Hudgens, who is the D2 star Houston Rockets two-way player that they brought into the fold. Amazing story, um, you know, making it from D2 basketball all the way to the Houston Rockets, signing that two-way contract. contract. And uh, he finished the night seven points, two rebounds, one assist, two of four shooting from the floor, just one of three from long range. Kind of a, you know, a so-so night from Trevor. I I do think that, you know, I would have liked to see him have a couple more opportunities to shoot the ball because the two best shooters on the team are Jabari Smith and Trevor Hudgens. And I do think that's going to be one of the adjustments that we expect from the Rockets coaching staff going into Saturday night is to create more opportunities for their better shooters, right? You know, finding ways to have guys like Ty Ty Washington, like Dacian Nix, like Josh Christopher, move the basketball, collapse the defense, and then kick it out to guys who are the quality shooters on the roster. So, Overall, a solid night from from Trevor Hudgens. I don't have a distinct moment though that really stands out to me, like as far as like an insane, like you know, a highlight that stands out or a moment that stands out, whatever. And I think that that kind of speaks to the quietness of his of his evening, right? He just head down, kind of just did his thing. Um, hopefully, we see some flashes out of him. I predicted on social media that he would have a thirty point explosion before summer league is over. So let's see if he makes me a liar or not over these next handful of summer league games. But with that. Um, final thoughts here on this one. Jabari Smith Jr. did speak to the media. Um, the, the players who spoke to the media were Jabari, Tari, Bari and Tari, and Josh Christopher, as well as Coach Rick Higgins addressed us right after the game. And Jabari could have easily like just been like, hey, you know, I wasn't involved enough or, or I had opportunities where I was open and I just didn't get the ball right. Like he could have said any number of things and been absolutely right, honestly, um, in the fact that the Rockets guard play uh, again, minus Ty Ty Washington, I think the, the Rockets guard play just wasn't that great in this game. And, and, you know, he didn't, again, it was maybe kind of reminiscent of shout out to Auburn, but um, I do think that with Jabari, he could have come, come out there and made excuses, right. For why he struggled, whatever. He's very aware of the hype that was surrounding his name, Paolo Bancaro, all of that. The fact that, you know, this was uh, marketed as, you know, this marquee matchup between these two top picks, all of that. And he's aware of the pressure. And, and you know, he says all the right things in post game. He answers questions, you know, transparently. And he basically said, you know, when I, when I asked him about his offensive involvement, he said, oh, I, I could have been more involved in the offense. I could have, I could have crashed the glass harder. I could have gone for more offensive rebounds. I'll find ways to get more involved in the offense. You know, he said that he's learning, you know, learning a new offense, learning, you know, the, the speed of the game, all this stuff, saying all the right stuff, right? Again, at any point, he could have just said, oh, well, I had opportunities where I was open and I just didn't get the basketball, right? And he wouldn't have been wrong. There were plenty of opportunities where Jabari Smith Jr. was wide open and just didn't get the pass made to him. So those are going to be things that they look at on film and that they address and that they hopefully change going into Saturday night's game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Almost forgot who they were playing. So with that, those are final thoughts from... 
this very first summer league game, Rockets Magic. I do think things are going to look very different when we get this Rockets team Saturday night, so be on the lookout for that. As always, appreciate you. Thank you for checking out the show. If you haven't done so yet, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to your podcast. That's Apple, Spotify, Google, the Odyssey app, free and available on all platforms. We're also on YouTube, so go to YouTube, search Locked on Rockets, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. But as always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.